Hey, Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. You know, um, every time I, I get ready for a Sunday, I'm, I always, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what are you saying? What are you doing? What is it that you want to communicate on a Sunday morning? It's not like anybody comes to preach the word, they, they're trying to just come up with a good word, you know, or they're trying to come up with a sermon that sounds good. Uh, it's imperative that we are, we are in the moment doing exactly as Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Whatever He's doing, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever he's talking about, that's what I'm going to talk about. And so when, when I was seeking the Lord this week, the Lord was just highlighting to me that he's doing a great work in a lot of people's hearts right now. The Spirit of the Lord is, is moving on people in this season and he's bringing healing to your inward life. The inner life where there has been aspects of your heart that you've gone through, the Lord Jesus in his graciousness and his kindness and love towards you, he's allowing things in your life to even come to the surface so that he might bring healing and restoration to your soul. And I don't think I've ever heard of a time in which I'm hearing more and more people that are saying, you know, I, I just, the Lord is really doing a deep work inside my heart. He's doing a deep work inside my emotions. And I believe that, that when the Lord is at work, our part is to cooperate with Him and allow Him to to do his work deep in our hearts so that we might find freedom, we might find healing. But ultimately, any emotional healing or any uh, restoration of our soul is, is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. And it's available to us by what God did through his son on the cross in pain for our healing. The finished work of the cross gives all of us access to the glorious promise that is ours that says that by his stripes we were healed. And, but who knows that emotional healing is a journey? I mean, come on. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like just when you think you've found the key and the answer, all of a sudden there's another onion peel that gets pulled back. But emotional wholeness is, is when you discover the pain on the inside and you're able to get to the root by the help of the Holy Spirit. Because just looking at your emotions you know, it can kind of become like navel-gazing. It's kind of like, it's like a quagmire. It's like, 
How do I get through all this stuff? But the reality is, is that, you know, the Lord is not wanting us to always be inward focused. He's wanting to liberate us and heal us and restore us inwardly that our inward life has as much victory as our outside life. He wants your inner life to look like your outside life. He wants, he wants you to be whole and healed entirely. Spirit, soul, and body. So he doesn't want any areas in your life. It's kind of like you got a chink in your armor. It's kind of like you always got a weak spot that you always kind of go to in a way or tempted in. But God is at work right now on the inside of a lot of people here. He's doing a deep work in your heart. He's very intentional. And why? Because the beautiful thing about God is that he's not given up on you. The scripture says that he will perfect those things that he begun in you. So it's kind of like you might have even given up on yourself. Like, you know what? I'm a little bit tired. I've been there, done that. I'm just, I'm tired. Well, the Lord says, I understand. But you know what? You're mine. And I've started a work in you. And I'm going to perfect it in you. And in that, he is doing the work because he is making you into the image of his son, Jesus. That you become a reflection. He sees his son in you on the inside. So I, I just want you to know that he's coming to a lot of you right now. He's visiting a lot of you in the interior of your life. Because the scripture says in Psalm 23 that he, he makes us lie down in green pastures. Do you, do you understand? He makes. And then it says, he leads. He leads you beside still waters. And he restores your soul. So he is the one doing it. He's the good shepherd of your soul. And the interior of your life is, is just as important as what you're doing for him on the outside. Your inside life, inward life, is as important as your ministry. He wants your inside life to be aligned with him so that your, 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 your inner heart can sing once again. He wants your heart to be free. But freedom comes to those that discover truth. When you discover the truth of his word on the inside of your heart, you shall know the truth. And what does the truth do to your inner life? It sets you free. But you have to embrace the truth. You have to receive the truth of his word. His word works. It works on the inside of you. It liberates you inside. And the truth sets you free from the lies that you have believed on the inside. And there's lies that we start believing from a little, a little tyke, you know, at a little age. And he wants to replace those lies. So emotional healing is important. Because God desires for you to be whole and complete 
Let me just read a scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete. Seamless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the scripture tells us that God's will is to bring completeness to all areas inside our lives. But what happens to someone who's experienced and even maybe continues to experience deep emotional pain? You're not whole. Where there's pain, there's not wholeness deep inside your life, and there's brokenness. And we must come to understand that the soul is, is a part of our, well, it contains our mind, our will, and our emotions. Your soul is very complex, but it's got a mind, it's got a will, and it's got emotions. It's a big, big thing. But when your soul is wounded, your whole life suffers. It's like you walk with a limp. And a wounded soul, it, it just affects your mind. It affects your emotions. It just affects so much. And it, it even affects the ability to be able to love yourself and even to love others. It's hard to love others when you don't love yourself. It's hard to love others when you're so focused on yourself. So it's God's desire that you be healed in your soul. Let's look at this. 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health. Just as your soul prospers. So not only does God want you to be in good physical health, he wants you all just to, you know, have the muscles firm, the outside body doing well. He wants your soul to prosper. He wants your soul to be able to sing once again. He wants your soul to feel the abundance of God, to feel the pleasure of God. But he wants you to be set free from pain. On the inside. You know that there is. Emotional. Areas that need. A touch from the Lord. Is because. You feel pain. on the, You feel an ache. On the inside of your heart. When I was in college. And I had become a new believer. I was so, I was so excited about Jesus. I. I, I can remember. Yeah, I used to fish at, at Johnny Mercer's fishing pier, and, uh, and, and I used to go out there and fish a lot, and it was a long pier that went way out on the water, and so there were those old guys that, you know, they would go fishing, and they would go all the way out to the end of the pier, and you could have 20, 25 people out there, and they would all be lined up on the sides of the pier, and I used to get tracks, and uh, I used to go... I, I loved it because I had a captive audience. They couldn't get away from me, you know? I mean, I started right at the end of the pier, and I would start, I'd, since I was a fisherman, I could always connect with them. 
And then, so I would, I, would, I would talk to all the fishermen on the way out, and, I, and I, would, I would give them a track, and I would share with them how much Jesus loves them. And I was so in love with the Lord, I wanted all my fishing buddies to know about them. So I would go out, and I would share Jesus out on the fishing pier. And my new birth experience was so exciting. And I discovered the unconditional love of Christ for me. And that he forgave me for my sin. And in that, I was elated. But in time, over time, I began to realize, though, I experienced great, the unconditional love of God. But I also began to realize that there was pain inside my heart. And I thought, first of all, am I having heart trouble or something? What's going on? And... I began to feel this like a dull ache inside my heart. And I can remember asking people, do you ever feel pain or ache in, in your heart? I can remember just talking to people about it. And they said, you mean you actually feel pain? Yeah, I feel pain. And so I began to go to individuals at our church and I began to uh, get uh, ministry at that time, inner healing. We didn't call it sozo. We just inner healing, got going and getting prayer. <clears throat> and so the day came when I was introduced to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit filled my life with such life and power and gave me such understanding of the purpose and calling that I have in God. And the Holy Spirit time was so gracious in that he revealed to me the pain of the rejection and the abandonment that I had felt and experienced when I was a child. And he showed me that I needed deep healing in my mind, that I needed him to touch in areas, areas of my, in my heart that had just been locked up. Have you ever, well, have you ever just felt locked up and you just weren't able to release tears or, or you're just, I was so locked up. I, I didn't used to cry. I mean, I didn't cry. I mean, I was pretty stoic, you know. And then there came the day when the Lord touched the areas of pain in my life. And I'm telling you what, Katie barred the door. I, the dam broke. And I cried. I couldn't stop crying all day long. I remember I just kept crying. I look, I look at Eliza. I look at people. I just, <laughs> you know, I just start crying, you know. And then the next day, I'll never forget it. I cried all next day. I cried three days straight. I mean, you just look at me and I cry. But it's the tears were healing me. I was able to, to, to receive deep healing because... It's like it was cleansing me. I mean, it's no fun to be locked up on the inside. And this pain was so real, but it just got released. Because the Holy Spirit showed the pain of abandonment and rejection that I experienced when I was a little boy. And my heart became so light and liberated and free like I've never experienced before.
Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. Surely our griefs, our sickness, he himself bore. And our sorrows, that word there can also mean pain. And our pains, he's carried away. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. It also says, the chastening for our peace fell upon him. And by his scourging, the stripes on his back, we are healed. The scripture's clear that he came to carry away the emotional pain that's inside people's hearts. Do you understand? He is much as concerned about the inside of you as he is the outside of you. He wants to carry away the pain that's been locked up inside of you. And I believe the Lord is revealing that there are those here today that you have had interior pain. There has been a weeping that's been going on in the night. But I declare to you today, the joy is coming in the morning. The joy of the Lord is coming to you to bring healing to your soul. The season of sorrow and pain and suffering on the inside to an end. Because the shepherd of your soul is coming to you. He's coming to you and he's meeting you right where you are to bring restoration. The scripture says that the chastening for our well-being, for our peace, fell upon him. He took the chastening. He took your punishment. He took the stripes so that you might have well-being or peace on the interior of your life. There is nothing greater than to have the shalom peace of Jesus residing on the inside of your heart. But you know, but it's interesting that Isaiah talks about Jesus receiving stripes. And I thought, it's just so unusual to correlate stripes and healing, stripes and chastening and, and peace. I just think, so I, I basically, I always wonder why didn't they just say beatings or by the, the cuts on his back? Or I just feel like stripes is such a unique word that, that the prophet Isaiah used to describe what happened to Jesus. And he didn't just take one stripe. He took 39 stripes on his back. And I think that's very interesting. 39 stripes. That you might be healed not only physically, but emotionally as well. 1 Peter 2.24. Who him 
himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So why are stripes so important to be healed? Have you ever thought about that? Am I the only one who thinks like that? I just... I, I, so I want us just to do a quick little word study on stripes. Why stripes? Why stripes? I, I was led to the scripture, Proverbs 19.29. Go with me there. Proverbs 19.29. Judgments are prepared for scorners and stripes for the back of fools. In the, in the Old Testament, when someone acted badly, was sinful, or they broke the law, they were given stripes on their back. Their backs were whipped when they were out of line, when they crossed over the line, when they did something that was unlawful. And it was because... Of their foolish behavior. They were given stripes. So their backs were whipped. It begins to show you that the punishment for behavior, for iniquity, for things that are wrong, that an individual was to receive stripes on their back. So now let's look at Proverbs 20, verse 30. Stripes that Wound cleanse away evil. I think it's so fascinating. Cleanse away evil. And strokes reach the parts. So it's the stripes on one's back would cleanse away the evil within one's heart. It is the effect of being uh, whipped. And the strokes, it says, go deep into their skin and they would bring healing to the inner parts of your heart. Do you see that? So when I was a young boy in first grade, I'll never forget it. I was so But it's a day I'll never forget because it was the day I got switched. And I... I went into class and I began, I sat down and the boy beside me pulled the chair out from under me just as I was sitting down and I went, whoo, back on my back. And I said, huh, now you're going to get some too. So I ended up pulling the chair out from under him and he fell down. And I said, hmm. Well, the teacher didn't see his act, but she saw mine. So she said, Doug, I was Doug then. I'm still Doug, you just don't know that. Doug, come on up front. So I came up front. She said, bend over the desk. And she got out the switch. And she switched me. Right there in front of everybody. That was a, that was a hard day for your first day in first grade. But I'll tell you what, 
that stripe on that bottom, cleanse me of ever doing that again. <laughs> I never, ever, ever pull the chair out from anybody ever again. The evil in my heart was taken away that day. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Golly. Psalm 89.32. Look at this verse. Then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. So we'll see throughout the Old Testament, punishment for iniquity and sin was to receive stripes on your back. And then we read this marvelous scripture in Isaiah 53. The chastening for our well-being, the chastening for your peace fell upon him. Do you see what's happening? It's the big exchange. The punishment that you were to receive because of your bad behavior because of your sin, because of your iniquity, the stripes that you were to take on your back, he took on his back. So that you might have peace in your inner man. So that the interior of your life might begin to sing once again. Might begin to feel the, the peace and the pleasure of God once again. He took them for you that you might be cleansed and healed in your emotions. There are inward things that you can be struggling with that just take your peace utterly away. It's like you can't even find the peace. And, and you know what? It's exhausting to try to hold things together on the inside. Not allowing the stuff to come up and surface. Being in control of it. It's exhausting. It wears you out. It makes you want to take a nap. I mean, but trying to control your emotions and hold things together... I mean, it's like trying to hold a hurricane with a lasso. I mean, it just doesn't work. So what are the things that can take away your peace? There are things like resentment, anger. You know, the Lord gives us 24 hours to work through anger. You don't want to go to bed angry. You don't want to go to bed angry with your wife or your husband or your children. You don't want to go to bed angry. Why? Because he says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. So he's given you a window of 24 hours to deal with your anger. And don't go to bed with, why? Because anger takes on a life of itself. 
Anger begins to multiply and grow on the inside. It's like it takes root in you. And then when it grows, anger then turns into hatred. And then it turns into bitterness. And it says, do not allow a bitter root to spring up within you. And why? Defile many. I've seen people that have been so bitter and their bitterness is just like, it's like a slime that just goes over everybody. You're just defiled by it. There's rejection. The way you lose your peace is when you feel rejected. There's griefs and there's sorrows deep inside. So some other things that take away your peace is shame. Shame. Where you feel like you're the problem. You're the issue. You take it upon yourself as you're the bad person. Condemnation, self-condemnation can just rob you of any sense of peace. But these things I'm describing, and I, there's many more. I mean, we're, we're very complex individuals. But these things wound you on the inside. Do you realize that? There's wounding that takes place on the inside. And these things rob you of your peace when they're residing within your heart. So there is a stripe that Jesus took on his back for those that have felt rejected. He took a stripe for those that felt Rejected and abandoned. There's a stripe on his back for the grief and the sorrow one has felt. There's a stripe on his back for those that have battled with depression and oppression. There's a stripe that he took on his back so that you might be healed of depression. There's a stripe on his back for someone that struggles with panic attacks, anxiety that you just can't turn off. He took a stripe for that. He's taken a stripe on his back for loneliness, for someone that just feels is anybody ever going to notice me? Is anybody going to ever want me? There's a stripe on his back for the trauma that someone has experienced. There's a stripe on his back for someone that has experienced broken trust. Your heart's been broken because of broken trust. And Jesus took a stripe on his back for that. He took 39 stripes and was chastised. The chastisement of your peace fell on him. Why? 
so that you might have peace in the interior of your soul. Your inner life matters. And He paid for it all on the cross that you might be healed today. So how concerned is He about your inward life? Well, let's just look at the Scripture. How concerned is He about the interior of your heart? Let's look at Isaiah 61, verse 1. He said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted or the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Is he talking about somebody's interior life or exterior life when he talks about a broken heart? He's talking about your interior. He's talking about the inside of you. To proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. Who knows when you're battling with emotional pain, you feel like at times you're in a prison. You feel like in times you're just like you're, you're, you're in bondage and you're held captive to all the swings of emotions that you go through. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and recovery of sight to the blind. You can be blind physically, but you can also be blinded on the inside to the truth of God's word. He is more, we read mostly, when you read Isaiah 61, it is dealing more with the inward life than it is the outward life. It is dealing more with the interior of your life than it is the exterior. Having pain and hurt on the inside makes you feel like you're a prisoner and, and you've given away the key and you're captive inside a prison cell. But the good news is that Jesus came with the key and he's put it in the door of the prison cell and he's unlocked it. And he's opening up the door so that those have felt captive and imprisoned by their emotions can walk out today. Jesus has the keys of life. And he sets the captives free and releases the prisoners so that we can go free and discover the most elusive, most wonderful, the most exciting thing you could ever receive, and that is peace on the inside. The joy of the Lord inside you so that your smile on the outside is really a reflection of how you feel on the inside. There's so much excitement when the peace of God that doesn't make sense, it just is inside your heart and it's like, oh, well with my soul all is well Acts 10:38 You know of Jesus of Nazareth how God anointed him with the holy spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him 
When you live in unforgiveness and anger and unresolved emotional pain, you are oppressed. And it's time that you receive the good news of Jesus and let Him come into your emotions and set you free. Set your heart free. 1 Peter 2.24 says this, who, he, who Himself bore our sins in His own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose you were healed. We must receive this truth today. Because the scripture says, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you. But you know what? To know the truth means that you need to connect with the truth. You need to embrace it. You need to receive this truth. The truth is, your emotional life is healed. Because it's been Paid for by the stripes on his back. So that your inner life can get up this day and receive the fact that you're loved by a Savior that loved you so much that he died for you. It's welcoming this good news. You know, some of you have been going through 12-step programs. You've been going counseling for years. And the reason that you've not had a breakthrough is because you've not received the truth that the stripes on his back has healed you in the interior of your life. Receive it and let it, let the word work in your life because it's all powerful and the word will not come back void. It will accomplish what has begun in your life. It will set you free. So those that are experiencing pain, it's time to say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the stripes you bore on your back, for the chastening that you took, that I might not have to wrestle with the pain in my heart anymore, that I can be free. And to whom the Son is set free is free indeed. But when you keep trying to wrestle with your emotions, it's like quicksand. It's like, holy, you keep going under. Quit wrestling with it. Just say, you know what? I, tie, I, I tap out. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm not going to wrestle with this anymore. I'm just going to receive the fact of this good news that Jesus has come to set me free. Receive the truth of his word. That Jesus came to heal you physically, but also emotionally. And that's the power of his word. That's a promise to you. And I believe the Holy Spirit has been brooding over this church. And I believe that there has been a deep work of cleansing that He's doing in the hearts of people. Because He loves you. Because He sees the struggle that you've been going through. He sees the darkness. And he simply wants to turn on the light. He simply wants the light of Christ to shine within you. So that no more darkness. No more hiddenness. No more struggle. It's like, I'm just glad he just comes into the room and says, all right. 
game over. I'm here. Receive me now. You know if you've been battling with emotional struggles because you've been feeling pain. You've been feeling an ache in your heart. And I believe there's those today that have just been, you've had an ache. You've walked with a limp on the inside. And Jesus says, today's the day. Receive the truth of my word. I've paid the price on my back, the stripes on my back, that that pain I can remove in your life and set you free. So y'all stand with me. And Daniel, if you'd come on up. You know, there was, there was a, a man that sat beside the pool of Bethesda for 39 years. And he struggled with many physical ailments, but he also struggled with many emotional pains. He felt overlooked. He felt abandoned. For 39 years, he didn't feel like anybody noticed him. And one day, Jesus walks in to the pool of Bethesda, where the pool was. He only goes to one person. And he goes to this man who's been lame and crippled for 39 years. And he asked him a simple question. He said, do you want to be healed? You might be thinking, well, that, that's a logical, or that is a... A, a dumb moment. Yeah, I want to be healed. And, and at that moment, the Lord Jesus began to minister to his outward body and his inward man. And he came to him and he set him free. He said, you know, I want you to also pick up your palate. And when you leave, take it with you. I don't want you to ever look back. I don't want you to ever remember those days of the past. I don't would you remember when you used to beg and just lay there helpless. I think what is so beautiful about that story is that Jesus came to him when there were hundreds of other people. But he came and sought him out. And I believe the Lord is seeking out a number of people in this room today. And he's asking you the question, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed in your emotions? And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to touch you with this power and release the healing, you, there, there's nothing like experiencing the healing balm of Gilead flow inside your heart and heal the wounds of your heart that have been hurting. So if the Holy Spirit has been highlighting things in your life and has even been surfacing some pain, 
I want you to respond to it, to the truth of his word. And I want you to allow him to take away the pain. Take away the pain today. To remove it from you and cleanse your soul of the heartache that you've been going through. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would move upon your people. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would illuminate any area inside their lives where there's pain. And that, Lord, you would bring it to the surface only in that you want to free them. You want to set the captives free today. You want to give them the keys and unlock their door. Unlock this torment that they've been in and allow them to come out of the the prison cell. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would move upon anyone here today that you want to touch deep in their hearts. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're just as concerned about someone's heart as you are their physical body. So Holy Spirit, now just come and do what you do best and minister to your people. And I thank you for the freedom that's coming to this house. I thank you for the healing that is coming to this house. And we receive by faith that by your stripes on the back of you, Lord Jesus, was paid for in full. So if you have been experiencing any type of interior pain, emotional pain, struggles that you've been having, I really, I'm, I'm, I want you to come forward and I want us to pray for you because I believe the Lord wants to touch a number of you today and to bring restoration to your soul. If I could ask some of the prayer team, come on up. I, I know this is a kind of a, a tender moment, but, you know, there's, there's moments when the Holy Spirit is doing a work. We can't just shut the door to it and say, well, we'll just, I'll do it another day. Or, well, maybe that's just for somebody else. That can't be me. If you've been having a struggle on the inside, the Holy Spirit's talking to you. So if you just want some prayer, I want to invite you to come on up and just receive from the Lord. And let's see wholeness begin to ring in this house. So if you need prayer, come on up. Father, I thank you and I praise you right now just for releasing your people. Releasing your people, Father, to step into the fullness that you have for them. Releasing your people that they might come into the fullness of their inheritance in Christ Jesus. So release your people here today, God. Release your people and set them free, that they might go leaping and dancing and praising God. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would break off the shackles, you would break off the hindrances, you would break off everything that's holding your people back, that they might enter into the fullness of their inheritance in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for the work that you're doing. 
We praise you and we thank you. So come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Praise you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just as Jesus asked the man by the pool, do you want to be healed? You have to know that you want it. You really, really want it. And that also means that you have to come out of agreement with whatever it is that's been holding you back. Is it rejection? Is it abandonment? Whatever it is, whatever that root is, let Holy Spirit highlight it to you. And then simply say, I reject this. I renounce this. It no longer has a place in my life. I'm not in agreement with it. And let Jesus then come in and replace it with the truth. But you've got to reject it. Come out of agreement with it. Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So if you're in agreement with anger, then it has a legal right to stay. If you're in agreement with self-hatred, then it has a legal right to stay. If you don't want that anymore, then come forward, reject it, renounce it. You can do it in your seat, but if you need help, come forward and get prayer and say, this is what I've been dealing with. This is what I'm battling. We all have stuff. When you surrender your heart and you surrender your life to Jesus, the rest of that stuff really has to go. You, a Christian can have whatever they want. If they want a demon, then they got a demon. But if they want freedom, it's already been paid for. It's there. So I encourage you to come forward if you need it. Amen.